The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast by Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ, and we're expecting great things. My name's Joey. I'm the host of this podcast, and this week we're going to take a look back at a sermon series called Christ from the Cross that Pastor Rob preached. In this series, he focuses on forgiveness, assurance, and anguish, things that Jesus spoke into existence at the cross. Over the next six days, you'll hear different excerpts from this sermon series, and we hope that it helps you look forward to Easter and the, the resurrection of Jesus. So for three hours, from nine to noon, Jesus makes these three comments, and from, th- from noon to three, there's total silence, total darkness, and total silence. And out of the silence comes in the darkness these three, these words that Jesus speaks, these powerful words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Let's look at those words for just a moment. What Jesus was doing was he was quoting Psalm 22, verse 1. Psalm chapter 22, verse 1. Some people got confused and they said, look, he's calling Elijah. Uh, or Let's see if Elijah comes. Let's see if he has a superpower. But they, they didn't even know and understand that Jesus was simply speaking Hebrew. He was speaking Hebrew and he was quoting scripture that talked about him. And Psalm 22, verse 1 says this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He goes on in verse, that that verse says, why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? So Jesus was so connected, he he knew this was going to happen, and these are the words that he spoke. And then so he speaks these words, my God, my God. These words are interesting. When you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see Jesus conversing with God often. Uh, in every single instance in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when, God, uh, when Jesus refers to God, he refers to him as Father. Whenever Jesus has referred to God as God, he's referring to God and his role to another person. But every single interaction that Jesus has with God, he refers to him as Father. This moment when Jesus cries out on the cross, my God, my God, is the very first time that Jesus, on behalf of himself, addresses God as God. When Jesus addressed his Father as God, it signified this drastic change in their relationship. It signified that no longer were they in this father and son relationship. No longer was their relationship the way that it has always been for all of eternity. There is something different now, and that something different is that God had forsaken him, and there was separation now in the relationship between the Father and between the Son. Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if you look at this word forsaken, it's literally, it can be translated deserted or abandoned. And literally what Jesus experienced was God the Father, whom he had been in relationship for all of eternity, turned his back and there was now this separation that existed between them. No longer was it a father-son relationship, but now it was God as the judge and Jesus as the guilty one because he was bearing your sin and my sin. And Jesus couldn't barely stand to know that their relationship that he had known for all of eternity was now different. 2 Corinthians 5.21 talks about that. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That's the moment that God put his sin, uh, our sin on him. Uh, and then Isaiah talks about how our iniquities separate us from God. And so when God put our sin on Jesus, God turned his back. And the relationship that they had known from the very beginning of time was no longer the way it was. Although Jesus never sinned, it says in your notes, he was experiencing the consequences of our sin. Up to this moment, Jesus had gone through every experience of life except for one. He had never known the consequences of sin. 
If there is one thing that sin does, it separates us from God. Uh, It puts between us and God a barrier like an unscalable wall. And this is the one human experience through which Jesus had never passed because he had lived his entire life and was totally without sin. In this dark, grim, bleak moment, Jesus really and truly identified himself with the sin of man. Here we have this divine paradox that exists. Jesus, the perfect one, now knew what it was like to be a sinner like you and me. And this experience must have been doubly agonizing for Jesus because he had never known what it was to be separated by God uh, from, from with, a, with a barrier. I want to take just a minute and review where we are in history right now. Jesus is born to a virgin. He lives his life to show us how to live. He lived this sinless life, never made a wrong decision, never a selfish choice in his entire life. And because of this, he was the only one that could be the sacrifice for all time for all sin. He agonizes the night before in the garden because he knows what's coming and he even prayed for another way, yet ultimately he yields his will to his father's plan. And then that day comes, he's beaten beyond recognition, humiliated and crucified. And while he's on the cross, he forgives others. He tells another man that his faith uh, will allow him to enter paradise that day with him. He has a conversation with his mother. And then after hanging on the cross for three hours, God takes your sin and my sin and he transfers it all onto his son. Creation shudders and agonizes with the price that the father and the son are paying and darkness fills the land for three entire hours all over the earth. The Father has turned away from the Son, and for the first and only time in all of eternity, they are separated for three hours. And then Jesus breaks the silence, and he cries out uh, in the pain, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And what's really interesting to me is that God does not answer his Son. I mean, it seems like this would have been a great opportunity for, Jesus, for God to step in and say, this is what's going on and, and teach us all what's happening. But, but God was silent when Jesus said, why have you abandoned me? Why, why didn't the father respond with this answer? I, I mean, the truth is that Jesus already knew the answer. It's a conversation that no doubt the two of them had had from the very beginning of creation. I mean, when Adam sinned, uh, sinned, it did not take them by surprise, and yet they still chose to, to create mankind, knowing he would sin, knowing there was a, a, a cost to it, and knowing someone would have to pay it, and knowing full well that Jesus was going to be the one to come and pay the price. They knew the terrible consequences. They knew that every human would be infected with this disease called sin that makes us do wrong, and they both knew that in order to satisfy the demands of God's holiness, a price would have to be paid. God didn't respond because Jesus knew the answer. God knew that Jesus was speaking out of his pain and his hurt and his separation. And the answer to why God forsook his son was because of God's holiness. Near notes it says that God's holiness required this sacrifice to be made. Psalm 22, what Jesus quoted, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. In verse 3, we find the answer, yet you are holy. I mean, it was this admission that the psalmist was saying that in the midst of all the pain and suffering, God's holiness still exists. And God's holiness does not allow him to coexist in the presence of sin in any way whatsoever. His holy nature and the nature of sin are incompatible. They just don't mix. It's impossible for the intense holiness and purity of God to mingle with sin. So to be with people who are sinful, his justice demands that it be paid for or removed. God's justice demanded it. 
Look what it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 25 and 26, that God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. I mean, think of those words. God in, uh, intentionally took his son and presented him as the sacrifice for our sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood, and God this, did this to demonstrate his righteousness. God was doing this to say, I'm a just God, and I just can't look over it. I just can't minimize it. I can't just wink at it. I can't just say, it's okay, no big deal. It has to be paid for. And the only way that it could be paid for is if someone lived a sinless life and offered a sacrifice once and for all, and God knew that the only person that that could be would be his son, Jesus. So God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, And he declares sinners to be right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. What an amazing passage of scripture. That God would not compromise his justice, but he would meet the demands of justice by paying a price that you and I could not pay. And he paid the highest price possible by allowing his son to come and be be crucified and for their relationship to be separated. It was because of his love that he provided that sacrifice And letter C in your notes says this, it was God's love that compelled it. You've heard the verse a hundred times in your life probably, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It was always God's plan from the very beginning. It was God's will. It says in your notes, God willed it. It was what he wanted is what he planned from the very beginning of time. Isaiah 53.10. Isaiah written hundreds of years before Jesus was born says this. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him, talking about Jesus, and to cause him grief. It was always God's plan from the very beginning that Jesus would come and pay this unbearable price so that you and I could have an opportunity to have a relationship with God. It was God's will. He planned it. It was all his intentions. But here's the thing that's so amazing. That Jesus accepted it. Jesus accepted it. And here's the thing. Jesus had the power to stop this plan. While Jesus was hanging on the cross, he was still Jesus. And the Bible says about Jesus that he was the image of the invisible God. So if you want to know what God looked like on the day Jesus was crucified, you just look at Jesus and know that God was going through the very same thing. Not only was he the image of the invisible God, he was all the fullness of God dwelled in Jesus. He still had all the powers. Jesus walked around and he looked at people and he spoke words to them and he brought healing to them and and his words brought freedom to people who were in bondage to demons. His words brought people back to life and his words could have done the same thing for him. It just could have been a wink of an eye or a nod of a head and 10,000 angels could have came and taken him off of the cross and ministered to his body and it all would have been done and said, Jesus still had the abilities that he had when he was, before he was on the cross, when he was on the cross and he chose to do it. He chose to stay because he loved you and he loved me and he wanted us to have the opportunity to have this relationship with his father. Hebrews chapter nine, verse 28 says this, Christ's death was also a one-time event but it was a sacrifice that took care of sins forever. 
what Jesus did on the cross, he took care of your sins and my sins forever. And so when he next appears, the outcome for those eager to greet him is precisely salvation. Because he stayed on the cross, we can experience rescue from our sin and freedom from our sin. And we can have a relationship with God that will last forever. I'm really glad that you and I did not live 2,000 years ago. If you and I were living 2,000 years ago, living in a relationship with God would not be nearly as easy as it is today. And it would be at a great deal more of a cost. Think of it. Every time you sin and experience separation in your relationship with God, it would cost you. You would have to take time to journey to the temple. You would have to, you would have to take time to present and participate in the sacrifice. It would cost you, it would cost you the best animal in your flock every single time. Or at least if you didn't have a flock, you'd have to pay for it. You'd have to find one. It would cost us. And every time we sin and wanted our relationship with God to be renewed, it would cost us. And today, as we wrap up our time together, I I wanted to give you this tangible way to respond to God, to respond to the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross for us. Today, as we wrap up our time together, I want to, I want to give you a way to remind you that you and I are both guilty sinners. That, that, we, uh, that, that we are lucky because the price has already been paid for the guilt of our sin, a price that you and I could not ever pay, no way. And that while we no longer transfer our sin onto an animal on the cross, God took your sin and my sin and he transferred onto the shoulders of Jesus as he's hanging there and he paid the price for you and I. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope that you liked it. We hope that you subscribe wherever you find your audio and please share it with your friend. You can find out more about what's happening at Shepherd through our website, through our app, of course, on our social media pages. And you can get a hold of us by emailing us at podcast at shepnaz.org. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This weekend, we invite you to have the opportunity to set aside time to remember what happened in Scripture on that first Good Friday. Text the word Friday to 614-820-8094 to receive texts Friday and Saturday. Each text will be a reminder of events that occurred leading up to that very first Easter. Once again, you can text the word Friday to 614-820-8094. Easter is coming and we are expecting great things. This year, we have three services Easter Sunday to experience all that God has for you and your family. You can join us at 8.30, 9.45, or 11 a.m. on April 9th right here at Shepherd Church. Plus, you can find out all about what's happening here Easter weekend by visiting shepnaz.org slash Easter 2023. We can't wait to see you here and celebrate together. A brand new event is coming to Shepherd Church this spring. Spring Fest happens on April 7th, and your family is sure to love it. There'll be tons of activities from inflatable obstacle courses to a glow party, from a petting zoo to axe throwing. There's even going to be prizes for winners of games and tournaments that we have like Cornhole and Can Jam. Seriously, we can't wait to see you here for Springfest. You can learn more by visiting shepnaz.org slash springfest. Make plans to come and spend the evening on April 7th with us at Shepherd Church. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.